so uh, I'm being told that I have a couple of people in DC that like my shit that you guys were laughing at my stuff and like not in a bad way that you guys were enjoying it so here's a shout out to you guys for liking it maybe uh, you know who will FaceTime and then uh, we could do guests because I still need some content I need somebody to bounce ideas off of uh, somebody witty with a good gift of gab and a sexy voice Preferably a single female. That would be great. If not, fuck it, whatever. So uh, DC, if you hear this, tell him to FaceTime me and then uh, let's hook it up. So I joined this group on Facebook, Chef's Life or Chef's Talk and shit, for the content that I was promising to read. I'm going to read a couple of excerpts from this, right? So this guy, his name is Chef Ray, blah, 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 all right? He, uh, he posted a picture of uh, spaghetti carbonara. Now, spaghetti carbonara is very tricky. It's a very hard sauce to make because if you do it the correct way, the, the classic way, it's just egg yolks, pancetta, pasta, and some cheese, right? Maybe some herbs. The idea is to cook the egg yolks with the heat of the pasta. That is the easiest and most efficient way to make carbonara because then they won't curdle. So you have to have the pasta super hot, you have the pancetta rendered already in chilling. You throw the pasta, hot pasta, after you strain it, of course, into the egg yolks. You mix it, and then you get kind of like a thickness from that, all right? So it's kind of like a hollandaise, but in a different sense. So this guy said, to start on a frying pan, sauteed bacon until desired doneness. Crispy or lightly cooked. Remove bacon set aside. In the same pan, add butter, shallots, sherry wine, add salt, cracked pepper, and cream. That's where I stopped reading. So the same person that puts cream in his carbonara sauce is the same person that puts cream in his beurre blanc sauce. You should hear how he got fucking ripped up by these people. Bro, bacon and shallots together, lightly colored, lightly colored, add fresh black pepper, deglaze with wine. What the fuck is wrong with you? He's like, yeah, brother, I'm 17 years and I know my shit. Wouldn't comment otherwise. <laughs> cream and carbonara? My chef friend from Rome, from Rome would slap you. Nice. I suggest you use some green pepper, red pepper for garnishing next cooking. Yeah, okay. This guy said, as if isolation wasn't enough. <laughs> this <is> fucking shit. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong, but it's about simplicity. Y'all forget that the pasta water itself is also a part of the dish, which is true. Where is Chef Ray Rivera in all this? Waiting for a response? <laughs> what an offense to Italia. Oh my God. These guys, man. These guys have no shame. They rip people up, man. And it's usually the people that comment on the way you're doing things are the people that are either jealous or don't know how to do it. When someone's making something that I know how to make better than them and I see that they're fucking up, I'll correct them. I'm never the kind of guy that walks by a burning pot. Let me tell you who that is. That's the same guy that doesn't pick up a napkin. I don't know if you were here for that, but the guy that doesn't pick up a napkin is the same guy that leaves a burning pot. This guy could be on saute, and you as a chef or another cook can go and put something on his station. He'll bitch at you a little bit for taking his real estate, like why are you taking my burner? I need it for prep. Meanwhile, he's peeking his nose and eating his boogers, so I don't really think why. I don't know why he needs to saute the boogers before you eat them. I don't know the fuck. So then he'll, he'll complain, and then you, God forbid you put it on, and you forget about it. Like you have, you have pulled aside, you got to do something else. He will let that shit burn. Burn. He'll let it burn. It's ridiculous. And I always get pissed off at that, because it's like, bro, we're on the same team, essentially. Yes, I know it's not your fucking job to turn off my cream before it boils over. It's not your job. It really isn't. You're right. But are you a human being, or are you just like a fucking talking turd? You know what I mean? 
And then like some people are passive aggressive like that. Like I had Bobby who was mad at me the other day. I don't know why. I guess I don't know. Maybe because I'm pretty. And he's he's also kind of pretty though. I don't know why. Anyway, he was mad at me. Um, so I threw a piece of bacon onto his boiler while he was cooking two filet mignons. I go around. I come back out. And I didn't even throw it on for myself. I just threw it on because I had it in my hand. I didn't want to throw it out. So I just threw it on the grill. Maybe he was, he was going to eat it. Maybe I was going to eat it. I don't know. Whatever. Long story short, I forgot it. I come out and he pulls out his boiler kind of like right as I woke up to show me that he burned it. And I was like, bro, you were just the worst kind of person, I told him. And he kind of giggles. <laughs> he goes, I'm sorry, man. I was concentrating on cooking these two fillets. Meanwhile, Bobby can broil like 30 steaks at a time with his eyes closed. You know what I mean? He fucking did it on purpose. So I was like, okay, whatever, man. I don't give a shit. I don't. There's more bacon anyway, and I don't really want it that much. Sure enough, karma guys my back, sends a ticket in with a bacon on it. Next thing, he well, he wasn't there, so I throw it onto the grill. He comes back and he goes, get away from my grill. And I was like, nah, Kimusabi, it's our grill now, and you better not burn this fucking bacon because it's got a ticket behind it. Now, if you find yourself doing that, if you find yourself being the kind of person that will let something burn or walk by something and just let it happen. I suggest you change. Just change a little bit. You don't have to fucking start helping everybody. You don't have to become Mother Teresa overnight. You don't, really. And there's people that you don't like for whatever reasons that you don't like them. And there's people that you do like for whatever reasons. My guess is the people you do like have something to do with you getting laid. And people you don't like with some, probably something to do with you not getting laid. So regardless of which, if you have a chance to help out someone, just take a step out of your fucking miserable way and help them out. You'll never know when you're going to need that person or if something happens. Like Bobby asked me to buy him a carton of cigarettes because they're cheaper where I'm from and where he is they're more expensive. So what did I do? Did I throw a fit? Did I remind him about the bacon? Did I say this? Did I say that? No. I bought him a carton of cigarettes and I said nothing of it. That's it. I could have dipped him in formaldehyde or cyanide or even just milk. And they made him fucking, yeah, if you dip a cigarette in milk and someone smokes it, pukies. But no, I'm not going to do that shit, man, because it's fucking fine. Let him be as mad as he wants. At the end of the day, I'll still have a big cock and I'll still look great. But what I'm trying to say is, guys, it's an, enough of this like nonsense. This ain't my job. This ain't my shit. Yes, I'm not telling you to get on a plane, fly to Zimbabwe and start saving children. You know what I mean? I'm not saying to lose 100 pounds so somebody else could gain it. I'm not saying to give all your money to a charity you don't know. No. But if someone needs help walking up the stairs, if someone drops gloves in front of you, if you see an old lady carrying groceries, ask her. Just ask. Where are you going, miss? Do you want me to help you carry your bags? Nine times out of ten, they'll say, get the fuck away from me, and they'll think you're going to rob them. But maybe one out of ten, she'll fucking say, okay, sure, thank you. And then you'll be at the pharmacy later on in a long-ass line with an asthma attack. And guess who's the fucking clerk? The old lady. She's going to wave you right over, give you your inhaler for free, and probably a couple of Percocet, send you on your merry way. You never know how it's going to come back. Karma is, I can't prove that karma is a real thing. I don't know if it comes back to you threefold or tenfold, but I do know that if you put good out there, it does come back. Just by math, just mathematically speaking, odds. All right, just like the coronavirus bullshit. Everyone has the virus. We all have it. I don't know what the fuck y'all are thinking that I'm not contagious and I'm not, I'm not going to get infected because I wash my hands. Everyone has it. Mathematically speaking, you are six degrees of separation from every single other human being on the planet. Meaning, if Joe, Joe Schmo from uh, fucking, let's say Zimbabwe, Joe Schmo from Zimbabwe, and me are connected in six, six ways. Somehow, six people that are connected, I know him, he knows him, she knows him, blah, 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 six degrees of separation. All right? So you're going to fucking tell me that none, that this virus is contagious. It could live on a, 
countertop, metal countertop for six days now. You can live for six days. And you're going to tell me that fucking none of us have it or some of us don't have it. You're out of your minds. I lost my sense of smell like four days ago. Couldn't smell. Couldn't smell. I couldn't taste. I could taste salty, sweet, sour, and bitter, but I couldn't taste. Like if you put tarragon or thyme, I wouldn't be able to taste it. If you put rotten shrimp, I wouldn't be able to taste it. I'd be able to feel it with the consistency, but I wouldn't be able to taste it. I was fucking freaking out. I had no idea what the hell was going on. I couldn't smell. I couldn't do shit. I'm like, what the fuck? Is this forever? Oh my God. Like, how am I going to fucking live? I'm a chef. I need to fucking taste things. I'm flipping out. So I'm sitting at the work and we're having this fucking little dinner thing that we have. And I'm talking to, uh, talking to one of my superiors and I was like, Hey, listen, man, I fucking lost my sense of smell. He chuckles at me. That's not a symptom of the coronavirus. Shut the fuck up and shut up and go do your job. Stop trying to get out of work. So I was like, all right, cool, man. I thought nothing of it. I just felt like I should share. Like, you know, I share too much sometimes. I talk a lot. I do. I talk a lot. But if you don't like it, you know, you could suck my balls. And if you do like it, or you could politely ask me to shut up, then I won't talk to you for two days. Then you'll come up and ask me, start a conversation with me. Guarantee it. It's happened before. So they could kind of get laughed at, like brushed off, whatever. So then yesterday... There's an article that comes out in the New York Post that says that England and Germany uh, discovered that um, losing your sense of smell or anosmia, anosmia is a symptom of the coronavirus. More so, it is a symptom of people that are called hidden carriers. So I had no fever. I had no cough. I had no um, respiratory problems, no problems breathing. And I smoked cigarettes, you know, so like zero problems. I just had this fucking loss of smell and taste. Finally, it went away. I ate something spicy and it went away. And apparently, the virus attacks. Obviously, if it attacks your throat and it goes into your lungs, it's going to attack your ear and nose too. Ear, nose, and throat. That's why they come together. That's why one doctor works on all three. So the reason it's happening to people that are dying is because when they get stuck in their larynx or their pharynx, their body sends antibodies around it to make an inflammation to fight off the virus. Inflames, closes the throat, muerto, dead. To the people that lose their sense of smell, the virus attaches themselves to the mucous membrane of the top of the nose. That's where the the smell um, sensors are. That's you have to all the way at the top of the nose is how you smell shit. If you crack the top of your head, like your forehead, you might lose your sense of smell. I used to have a girlfriend; she didn't smell, couldn't smell. Her name was Blambebebe, right? <laughs> she couldn't smell, and I because fucking I spent like a year trying to prove her wrong. Like I didn't believe that a person couldn't smell until. Until I got this thing, it was so horrible. I'm like, how can you taste things? She goes, no, I can still taste things. I just can't smell. That's bullshit. You have to exhale through your sensory, through your smell sensors to be able to taste tarragon versus thyme. She told me my food was delicious. I said, thank you. So one day we're riding in the car. It's like February, right? Freezing cold. And I let one rip. We just had like lamb or some shit. And I fart. And it's so bad. Like it's so bad. I lower the windows. But before I lowered the windows, I looked at her and she's just sitting there, do, 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 like nothing went wrong. I was like, there is no fucking way you can't be smelling this right now. So I lowered the windows and she's like, dude, what are you doing? It's freezing. I was like, blah, blah. I'm like, I can't even fucking breathe. My eyes are burning. Like, oh, Jesus, how do you really don't smell? Couldn't smell. It's craziness. And then I had another manager, front of the house manager. This guy is a fucking, this guy is a hero. Like, this is the guy that more, most managers should model themselves around. He has a bad sense of smell because he was in an accident um, too of some sort. But it, it's not, he doesn't not have it. He just doesn't smell very well. Doesn't smell very well. So whenever there was a clogged toilet, we had a sewage thing back up. Shit was everywhere, literally, like there's shit everywhere. He grabbed the mop. He's a general manager, by the way. He doesn't have to lift a fucking finger. He grabbed the mop and started mopping it up. 
And people told him, I even told him, I was like, dude, you're the G. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, you know what, man? I don't have that much of a sense of smell. I can't even smell this shit. And I know all you guys can. And so I was just going to do it. And that was one of the most admirable things I think I've ever seen. Not that he was mopping up shit, but the reason he was mopping up shit is so that no one else has to smell it. Not that there was nobody left. Not that he wanted to show off or be, you know, be, just wanted nobody else to smell the shit. And he, since he couldn't, fucking mop the shit up. I love that guy. Fucking miss you, Brian. Where you at? Um, but yeah, like just, just things like that, little acts of kindness, little acts of steps out of your way to help people out is, is huge to that person. You never know. You know what I mean? Like uh, yesterday, a homeless person looked like, looked kind of like Jesus, like Christ, but he had dirty, dirty fingernails. Like Jesus would never have fingernails that dirty. He asked me if I could help him get something to eat. So I gave him my last dollar. I had $1 on me. I mean, I had more in my bank account, but I had $1. He said, thank you. Then there was another guy. I later on, I bought a Kit Kat bar after that, and I was eating half a Kit Kat bar, and I was sitting down charging my phone at the fucking bus station, and another homeless guy walks by and goes, hey man, you, you got some change, you got a quarter? And I was like, no, I don't have any money on me. And he looks at me like, come on, man. And I think he actually mouthed the words, come on, man. And I was like, well, if you want something to eat, and I pulled out my last, my, my half a Kit Kat bar, the one I paid like $1.19 for or whatever, and I handed it to him, and he goes, Bleh. and he walks off. This motherfucker wanted a quarter, he wanted a quarter, but he didn't want half a Kit Kat bar. Like, well, what the fuck do you need a quarter for? How much crack can you buy with a fucking 50 cents? Half a hit? Like, what is that? It's three minutes of high? Not even? There was another time I was working at this place, the same place that had the uh, popovers. And at the end of the day, sometimes we would have a shitload of popovers left. These delicious French pastry bread things are fucking great. And I would take the bus home. So I'd go to the Port Authority, which is like the bus station, and I would have a bag of these fucking popovers. And I thought... I thought I was going to be a hero, like, like fucking throwing popovers, like making it rain, you know, French bread. Nobody, nothing, nothing. Nobody wanted these fucking things. Finally, I go up to a guy that says, please need food. Please need food. That's what it said. So I came over to him and he was like sitting down and I was like, hey, man, I have some bread. You want some bread? He's like, do you have any money? And I was like, no, I don't have any money, but I have bread. He says, please need food. You need food. Like, here's some food. So I gave him a popover. He fucking looks at it and he throws it at me. He fucking throws it at me and it hits my chest, falls down onto his little blanket area thing. And that got me so fucking ticked off simply because the sign said, please need food. Like if it said, please need drugs, maybe I would have thrown him a nugget. If it said, please need money, I don't, I don't give people money. I don't give, I don't give homeless people money because I don't carry cash on me because if I did, I would have no cash because I would give it all out. So now I give him cigarettes and if I have food, I'll give him food. This motherfucker threw the fucking pop over at me. I had like 48 of them in a garbage bag. I opened that garbage bag and I dumped all 48 popovers on top of his greasy ass fucking dirty head. He started yelling obscenities. I just said, fuck you. And I walked away. I threw the bag at him too. Fuck him. How dare you, man? I'm giving you food. And not just food. It was delicious, handmade French bread. And you're fucking going to throw it at me. Throw it at me. Jesus fucking Christ. Homeless people, man. Some of them have balls and some of them don't. Like most of them in New York know their know their role. Like they know they're homeless. They'll come up and they'll ask you shit like, hey, can you get some money? I was in DC once. These motherfuckers got balls. Dude comes up to me and says, yo, you got some money? I thought I was getting mugged at first. So I grabbed my knife, like in my pocket. And then I realized that he didn't have anything to threaten me with. So I was just like, no, I don't have any money. He's like, well, what's in your pocket? I was like, I was actually pulling my knife out because I thought you were going to mug me. And he's like, you fucking mugging you, man. Get some fucking money or not. Now I look up and down real quick. This guy's wearing a fitted hat. 
with the tag still on it, of course, because that's how we roll. White sneakers, pretty white. New, not new, but like white. Jeans, a shirt, and a sweater. Like he was a pretty like decent. Like if I bumped into this guy at a bar, I would not think he was homeless. So I said, no, man, I don't have any fucking money. And I kept walking. And as I'm walking away, he was fucking racist. So he was black. I'm obviously, I'm obviously white. So I turned around and I said, fucking racist. How does me not giving you money fucking racist? Like, you ain't going to give me money, you a poor black man. I was like, first of all, you're not poor. Second of all, I don't give a shit if you were blue. The way you approached me, the way you asked me for it, like, fuck no, I'm not going to give you money. And fuck you, you're racist, I said. You're fucking racist for calling me racist. I'm not giving you money because you're not you're black. I'm not giving you money because you have nicer fucking shoes than I do. A new hat with tags still on it means you could return it. And I'm pretty sure that's your bicycle over there. Sell your fucking bicycle. I kicked his bike over, right? He went to swing at me. Like, he kind of, like, pulled up his arm. I just looked at it, and I laughed, and I walked away. He never hit me. I never hit him. Nothing ever happened. But, like, in D.C., like, these guys, they're, they're relentless. They're like, give me the money. Like, like, you owe them the money. Like, you need to give me this money. Fuck. Then there's another lady that drives, like, a Mercedes, uh, a Mercedes, not the SL500, but she drives, like, the 320. She begs on one corner. And then she takes all of her money and then she gets into her Mercedes and she drives home. That's her job. It's a thing. Um, peddlers or peddling, it's like a $30,000 a year job, apparently. Like it's more than teachers make or cops. What the fuck, man? Just begging for change? You make 30 grand a year? Shit. That's crazy, man. Maybe I should start doing that. But nah, no way. I can't beg people for that. I could ask them for favors and then abuse that privilege. But I'll never beg for money. Like that's, ugh, that's rough. Just random people. Give some change. No. No, I'd rather rob somebody, I think, maybe. I don't know. What would you guys do? <laughs> um, that's all I had. I just had to want to talk a little bit about that. And uh, I got a couple of things coming for you because uh, I'm going to have some time by myself or with other people because I am a hidden carrier of the virus. I'm already not contagious, but still got to stay inside. So uh, keep you posted. Hey, hey, hey. So I am currently under furlough. That's right, furlough. And it doesn't mean that she has a hairy vagina. Furlough. It does not mean that my fur coat hangs low. It means that I am fucking fired until further notice because of this coronavirus shit. Did I see it coming? Kind of. Miami kind of was giving me hints, dropping like song lyrics and stuff, like laughing, kind of like joking and stuff. But then uh, I kind of realized that, oh shit, I am. Hopefully, though, I'll have my job back when this whole thing is over. And hopefully it's not going to take till June fucking 31st, considering it's fucking still March. But with that being said, I just wanted to say happy birthday to my boy Darrell, who is also furloughed. So if you want to chill, bro, let's do this. My birthday is in a couple of days before they shut the country down. Um, Mr. Andrew, Mr. Andy with a handy. You're out there somewhere, too. Um, I love you guys. I miss you guys. Can't wait to get back to uh, work. Hopefully, if they'll take us. If not, we'll just uh, show up with a couple of uh, my favorite cocktail. The Molotov. <laughs> JK, JK. Um, happy birthday, D. And uh, yeah, a couple of rants coming soon. And guests. So, what to do when you're home alone and with nothing to do? I've never found myself in this situation before. It's a weird scenario. 
usually if I don't have a job, I'm actively looking for a job. Like I'm never not either working or looking for work, which is maybe why I've never had problems finding work. Because like it started with my mom. Like I went to culinary school and I was working at this like Italian like catering, which is like chicken parm, chicken franchise, like like regular Italian typical wedding bullshit. I went to culinary school, came back this hot hot chef. Yeah, right. I went to, back to the same fucking Italian catering place. <laughs> She's like, uh, what are you doing? You're not going to get a job anywhere? I was like, mom, when I want to get a job, I'll get a job. And then I did. I did exactly that. Just walked out and fucking got a job. So I don't have to look for a job because my job's going to be there whenever it opens again. So I'm literally, literally have to just stay at home and do stuff alone. And I can't go anywhere because there's nothing is open. I was just in a supermarket today. It was just like I bought fucking rye flour. I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do with rye flour. Make rye bread, I guess. Or make some shine, moonshine. But yeah, that's the only flour that was left. Rye flour. Cool. It's like eight bucks. Nice. Look <laughs> at what the fuck. Got strawberry ice cream, though. That's cool. I noticed that a lot of the meat and stuff is missing from the shelves, but all the seasoning is still there. So I think the people that are panicking are not part of the restaurant industry. Just so you know. So I don't know what to do. I made a bow and arrow today. It's easy. Take a PVC pipe, about an inch um, in thickness and about four feet in height. And take those things that they put in the construction sites or on top of fire, uh, fire hydrants. Those poles that make you see where corners are and shit and where the fire hydrants are. Those are made out of fiberglass. Take like three of those, stuff them in that PVC pipe. Take four S-hooks and a shoelace. S-hooks is that metal S thing. One goes through the top on either side of the PVC pipe. And then the other ones hold it, uh, kind of. you hook it into the first S-hook and you hold it in place. So they hold the shoelace. Stretch it up, put the shoelace on, and you have a fucking bow and arrow. Dude, I just shot shit. It's not very accurate yet, but I mean, this is my first attempt. So if the zombie apocalypse does come, or the Wuhan, or the Corona, I'll be ready with some fucking fiberglass PVC bow and arrows. What's up? What else am I doing over here? I'm making pineapple. I'm making pineapple and vodka. Now, most of the people that I work with know what this shit is, and uh, it's delicious. It's called at work the blah, blah, blah. And um, yeah, it's delicious. Basically, it takes flavored vodka and pineapple, right? I'm gonna go outside the box here. I'm gonna use rum. I think pineapple goes better with rum. And we're gonna use none other than Malibu and 151. The reason I'm using Malibu and 151 is because Malibu's too fucking weak, but it's got really good coconut flavor, kinda like that suntan lotion shit. And 151 is 151 proof, so. If you're having a Malibu baby, Bay Breeze with a 151, you're having a Malibu fucking hurricane. It's 151 Bay Breezes, you know? Get it? Anywho, I'm gonna use Malibu 151, one bottle, one bottle of Malibu regular, Bacardi 151 and Bacardi Malibu, and we're gonna put it in a jar with cut up pineapple. Two pineapples. That's it. Gonna chill. Gonna chill in the jar, in the fridge, for about two weeks. Then I'm gonna squeeze it, and I'm gonna drink that shit. And it's gonna be the best pina colada you've ever fucking had.